sad that Ubisoft games don't have Steam achievements because I would play the Far Cry games on PC. I, I feel like they would run better. Wait, they so the, better. The, only, the only achievements you get for those are through the Ubisoft account? Yeah, yeah which is fucking oh, lame. Oh, that's because awful. As someone who cares about achievements, I don't like I I would play the Assassin's Creeds on Steam. I would play the Division on Steam. I would play you know all just all the Ubisoft games. But you have to run it through their Uplay app, and I fucking hate their Uplay app. So me too. I can't fucking log in for some reason. Uh, I've given both my accounts, and it's it still just doesn't let me log in. They've talked about how they've reached out to Ubisoft for comment about that and they said that they're going to add steam achievements for games but that was like a year ago and it still hasn't happened so who knows ubisoft is like their games are good but like their games are good i I actually like their games their people skills no they're bad yeah they're terrible bro really bad you know i think it's because they're french right they are well they they have studios everywhere but i think like their main headquarters is like somewhere there yeah I think yeah, I think it's a uh, Montreal Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. It uh, it sounds like Fucking whoever geez. whoever runs that company uh should be put in a cage full of barbed wire. And welcome back. Oh, we start to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Uh, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. Wow, I'm rusty. It's been it's the like, first one of the year. It's the first one in like a month and a half. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's how ahead we are, folks. Um, not anymore. Uh, starting off the new year fresh. Uh, today, I am your host, Mr. Fantastic, Brendan. Um, saving uh, my town from the awful snowstorm we just had. Uh, we got about, I think, like three, three and a half inches of snow. And then it rained on that overnight. So now everything is just ice. Um, so I'm out there, I'm saving kittens from trees. Um, <laughs> anyways, but all your long arms, <laughs> your long reach. Uh, but this is the, actually the first snow that we've had of the season and it was nice. It was welcoming. Well, I, I love the snow. I just wish I lived in a, uh, location that snowed. But. You very easily could. I know. One day I will. Eventually I'll get out of Tucson and live somewhere that has snow. Whenever we get snow, like every two to four years, um, it's delightful. Definitely. Especially when we can go up to Mount Lemon, make a little snowman, go on a little sled trip. Um, It's fun. Everybody always says, though, that lives in snow is like, you say it till you live in it and then you fucking hate it. But I honestly don't think I will. I think they're capping, actually. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree. I, I'm, even though it, it can be annoying in this stage of where it's at, I, I like it. I think it looks nice. Everything is, and it, I, like just, I just like the cold, man. I like the it's cold. It's such a vibe, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what Christmas movie doesn't have snow? Dude, even, like, playing video games in a warm house while it's snowing outside is just, it <sighs> hits different. It just hits different. I was doing sure. that with God of War last night. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, even when it rains here, like, and it pours, like, mm-hmm. it, like, monsoon season, when you're inside, like, a cold, or, like, a, you know, like, a perfect house, and yes. it's, like, yes. fucking uh, the end of times outside, 
<laughs> it's just it's it feels so much better to play a game or watch a movie. You got yeah. your pizza rolls in the freezer. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's set. That sounds lovely. But folks, you know those two voices you've heard. You've heard that one voice from beyond the grave. He haunts the halls of Area 42. He's the ghost of Tsushima. He's the ghost of Incubus today because that band is dead. Um, it is wow. Ian with two E's. I mean, I just watched a concert last year, so they're not they're not dead. Um, but I do have the bucket add on because I want to represent the merch that I got from the concert that I've been to, the one concert I've been to in my life. Other than Rascal Flats, 2007. So you've been in two concerts. Banger. The classic Rascal Flats bring up a fiend. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same unless he brought it up. Was, uh, was that when you were in Pittsburgh? No. No. It was, no. It was in, I think it was up in Phoenix. Oh, oh you, you've been in Arizona longer than I thought you have. Mm-hmm. He's born and raised, I think, right? I uh, was born here, lived oh. in South Carolina, and then I moved back here. I thought you lived in uh, South Pennsylvania for a little bit. No, my uh, parents are from, my mom's from Pennsylvania. Oh, that, okay. My dad's that, from Ohio. That's what I was thinking. Okay. How you doing? What have you been Good. up to? I'm chilling. You know, uh, it's freezing out. I know it's not technically freezing out, but um, if I have to put like long sleeve on to go outside, it's it's pretty much freezing, so. But it's in reality, it's probably like sixty degrees out. Yeah, I think last night it was like fifty-seven. Yeah. It was cold. It was really cold. I well, this is me. Sorry, Ian. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. We just went to this new place called the Bashful Bandit. I think it's called. It's a barbecue place. Which mm-hmm. Ian, you guys gotta go there. Fucking fire. We'll go to barbecue food. I think it's called the Bashful Bandit. But uh, it's a new place that just opened up. He came from Texas and he opened up a place here. And oh my god, the food is delicious. But it was long story short, uh, all like it's so packed still because it's new that all the seats inside were uh, taken, so we had to sit outside, and it was fucking freezing. But they had heaters going on and stuff. But it's not it's not snow cold, but it's pretty cold here for us Arizonians. You know that voice. I was trying to think of my intro. Um, the man with the plan. The, there it is. He's the man with the plan. Uh, he's not wearing a snapback today, but he still drives a slick black Cadillac. He writes with a number two pencil, and he's number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle with a K. I don't want to take away from Ian's intro, though. So, Ian. Um, <laughs> hi, hi, Brennan. I'm doing good. Hello. Um, how are you? How are you, Brennan? Good. My my body is almost back to pre getting hit by a Ford F one fifty. It's a new car this week. <laughs> my my um, my only resolution for this year is to not get hit by a fucking car. That's a good resolution. That's a good resolution. Yeah. Honestly, it's a good goal. Um, do you guys have cool. resolutions? I I, cool. I I don't really do those. So it's. Curious. I would also like to not get hit by a car. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so so it, it, that's our three way resolution. I don't I don't do resolutions. Um, I just live my life at alpha <laughs> level all the time, so I never really have anything to go higher. But um, people are really hating on my stash. I love it, and um, 
it makes me want to keep it more <laughs> the more people hate on it so i'm just gonna keep rocking it um and you go from there the Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah i think i'm going to like i think i'm gonna go all yeah. the way down yeah 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 that looks good. sick yeah i think so too honestly i i was so. thinking of growing mine back out i the one thing i dislike about mine is like this little area right where like my nose the middle of my nose meets mm. my lip i mm. don't grow hair there so my mustache so i have to kind of like comb it over so it looks like <laughs> well, i got full coverage <laughs> gotcha. but ian how, yeah. about, how about how about all three of us grow mustaches oh yeah no i don't know if you guys have noticed but haven't shaved my mustache in quite a long time so nice. it's coming in you don't have to squint and look closer and it's just the, the video compression um it's, yeah <clears throat> uh so uh uh what uh what have you guys been up? it's been a long time since the three of us have been together to record yeah. um since we've recorded last what is one standout thing you've you've read watched played uh ian we'll start with you uh watched almost every single godzilla film of all time i'm just missing shin godzilla which is like 40 percent of the youtube videos that are put out um for godzilla uh but i've saved that one for the last because i know it's going to be a banger but every other film has been enjoyable it's been a cool ride and um yeah it's been it's been fun do you have a favorite of what you've watched so far definitely like a personal favorite is probably uh godzilla against mecha godzilla it went like neon genesis evangelion and i thought it was a very awesome turn and um i think that's definitely like my personal favorite aren't they all like that like aren't they all like big mecha things and fighting no. mecha things no. no there there is mecha godzilla but this is different so this is a different mecha Godzilla. So they use um I don't want to link. You don't want to spoil anything. Godzilla. Um so they use the bones from the original Godzilla's death uh, from like 1954 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh and they use it as the skeleton for the uh suit for the for the build for mecha Godzilla. And that's cool. It has like the DNA of Godzilla in him, and at one at some point he like goes rogue, and uh, it's awesome. Cool. Fancy. I want to see like Godzilla fight with a samurai sword. So you want to watch Power Rangers? <laughs> I want to watch. Yeah, actually, I, I should just or, watch like, Power Rangers. Just Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Oh, there's there's that new one out. Um, Shin Kamen Rider. Yes. Yeah. I Thank you. I forgot the name. Pretty good. I want to watch Shin Ultraman. That also just came out, didn't it? That one did come out, yeah. Because I saw one of them. I just don't remember which one. Um. Anyways, Kyle, what about you? What's your What's your your standout? Um. Standout. I watched The Boy and the Heron, which is a Miyazaki mm -hmm. flick, and uh, I was really excited to see that. It's supposed to be his last one, and then I heard it's not again, so he's making another one. I don't understand. He keeps doing that. He's like Kojima, where like he keeps he's saying like, that every game is his last game, and then he keeps making another game. Uh, he used to say that living clickbait is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, he used to say every Metal Gear was his last Metal Gear, and then he kept making more Metal Gear. People would blame Konami for that, but I don't know. But yeah, no, I saw The Boy and the Heron. It's really good. I really liked it a lot. Um, 
I had to see it opening weekend. I have a very soft spot for um, the Miyazaki films. They mean a lot to me, have a lot of nostalgia. Um, but that was really good. Highly recommend it if you're into his stuff. Uh, and then I uh, started 2024 off with a backlog year for gaming because I uh, have way too many games I've just purchased and never played or uh, just always wish I would have and don't really have a lot of knowledge on, um, one of which being the Far Cry series. I always said Far Cry 3 was my favorite. Far Cry 3 is the best. And then I didn't play any of the other ones. <laughs> so I was kind of speaking <laughs> out, of, out of pocket on that. So um, I didn't want to be that guy anymore. And uh, I started playing the Far Cry games and I 100%ed 4 Primal. And I'm playing five now. Uh, they're all really good. They're all really, really fun. Um, Far Cry 3 is not my favorite anymore. I, uh, but um, five is really good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, there's a couple gameplay changes that are different that I'm getting used to. Um, uh, they all had a mini map and they all had um, a HUD. Like there's no HUD in five. Mm -hmm. And I was a little turned off at first going from each game to each game. And HUD in a uh, mini map doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a deal. But when uh, the Farker games are so focused on like collectibles and uh, enemy positions and using the radar and the mini map to see enemy positions and cones and their line of sights and stuff, you kind of use that with stealth mechanics to kind of maneuver around outposts and stuff. And in five, you don't really have that crutch of using the mini map to see where the enemies are looking and stuff. So you have to kind of uh, use a lot more of just uh, it's it's harder. It's harder. But um, I actually really enjoy it. I'm really taking five a lot. And uh, you're gonna hate six. I mean, I played like six hours of six, oh, five did? or six hours of six. Yeah, oh, I own okay. six. I have the game. Um, I started it and <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it, so mm -hmm. I I turned it off. But I think it's because I went from Far Cry three to Far Cry six. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I didn't see like the natural progression of mechanics and where they were going with the series. So I was a little. It was like I, I was turned off like immediately. Um, but I know that 6 is not that well regarded with fans, so I know Awful. it's probably not going to be as good as as the previous entries, but I think I'm still going to jump to it and and try it out again now that I have so much knowledge with the series. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it would be worth for the, the completionist aspect of it, and it's it's the acting for me that I can't stand about six. It's which is crazy because it has Gus from yeah, and I hate I hate to say maybe it was just the script he was given, or maybe it was just a paycheck to him because that's when you know he was really coming up in popularity from uh, Better Call Saul, right? Yeah, um, I will say as much as I love Far Cry Five, um, and I like how different it is, and I'm. I can appreciate the different um, biome that they used, like an American setting and all that. Mm -hmm. I do kind of feel like Far Cry, it's in its DNA, is very like exotic. I feel like it almost needs to be an exotic location. Um, I, I I'm not enjoying the biome in Five as much <laughs> as I did in the previous games. But this one is my favorite setting, honestly. Because it just feels like yeah. I'm in my backyard. Like, I know it's Montana and all, but, like, it just feels so 
normal and it feels like I can do a lot of things that are uh, natural to me and like I'm fighting in this in this place for to keep my home you know getting these radicals out of my own home being patriotic and stuff so I, I like I like that factor yeah what? yeah I appreciate that it's different I appreciate what they were going for um, I guess it's just a personal thing for me that I, I I don't know Far Cry 4 is is probably my favorite and I think they utilize the world and just it's location and what you can do and i think it's a perfect balance of like collectibles and side stuff however far cry 5's arcade mode i love yes. that yes. thing is so fucking cool how you could do like um user generated content people could build maps <clears throat> and modes and mold and like dude people have built modes and play like team deathmatch on there if, and stuff yeah, it's if, if really you, fucking cool actually if you need help with the multiplayer trophies for platinum i i can boost just i do need help but i'm i'm playing it on xbox and there's no crossplay, so oh, i can't play not? oh damn no. but oh, shit. i'll have to get somebody to help me out with those because i do need i think there's like four or five achievements for zach, zach could help you on xbox oh cool yeah yeah i'll figure it out but that's that's really what I'm focusing on next. I'm excited to play more of backlog games and and uh, yeah, continue down that. Nice, nice. Uh, I have uh, I've been pouring all of my time into uh, Hades. I think I've almost hit the 80 hour mark. That game is fantastic. Uh, spectacular but that's the, the one thing that i want to shine light on i don't kyle if i if i've talked about this on the show before tell me to stop and i will um have i talked about a book called ufo of god no <laughs> this book oh my god it was written by a guy named chris bledsoe and it's um his biography pretty much and uh, from a young age he was incredibly accident prone um his cousin accidentally shot him in the shoulder with a, a bird pellet gun so he had 300 metal pellets um in his shoulder one was a centimeter away from his heart which killed him um he got disemboweled basically when he was a kid he got completely immolated uh when he was a kid and he still survived and then uh cut to when he's like in i think his 30s or something he has rheumatoid arthritis and chronic ibs and uh he what i think i, I think ibs is the least of his problems <laughs> honestly no extreme ibs like you're gonna be stuck on the toilet 20 hours a day I feel like this is the type of old school parent that was like i had to walk 60 miles to get to, to school through the through the force of 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 nepal and fighting yetis and shit like that i feel like, like this is that guy honestly it is the perfect setting for that type of character but this guy is the most humble down to earth one of the even though i will assume that we probably disagree on things politically quite a bit based on what i've read um he seems like an incredibly genuine humble person uh but i think it would be a lot funnier if he was that kind of guy in my day we had to go out and find the aliens uh, <laughs> his life is the main character from far cry 4 <laughs> Uh, but the the crux of the story is basically um, he sees with his son and three of his uh, colleagues 
Um, they go out night fishing and uh, they they see a UFO and he starts, this Chris Bledsoe guy, he and his family are basically being bombarded by all these UFOs. Uh, and he goes out into a field one night and he screams to God, basically, why have you forsaken me? And then his rheumatoid arthritis and his IBS just go away. Like, 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 like legitimate. And it's, it's such a beautiful story. Um, it's incredibly authentic. I will assume that there's a good bit of it that that's hyperbolized. Um, but it's just an incredibly beautiful book and it's made me look differently at religion. So I think that it, uh, I think it did its job. Nice. I love when, uh, things sway my opinion, especially when I have mm -hmm. very strong convictions of something. I, uh, yeah, I really like when that happens, but yeah, like I, I, like, I, didn't, uh, I didn't go to church this morning, but yeah. you know, when I, when I go out for a walk at night, you know, I look at things differently. I, I like, I like debates, not for the reason of like winning the argument, but for losing the argument more. I like, I love losing the argument more than I love winning the argument. Cause I love, I know it sounds stupid, but like, I, I really love when someone can convince me otherwise uh it just i do i don't know why i enjoy that because i i just feel like i like i like i don't know man i can't i can't i can't put to words why but i just like being able to see things from a different light that's fair and i i, I think that's kind of the goal of of life isn't it yeah you've you you said you go alpha 24 7 that's the most alpha thing you've ever said hell yeah <laughs> Uh, anyways, I think we should probably talk about what we're here to talk about. Uh, oh, um, let me, Kyle, I hope it's okay. I'm just going to fill everyone in on kind of the new-ish format that we're looking at. Yeah, if that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. So the new format that we're, uh, that we're testing out this year is the first movie of the month is going to kind of basically be a free-for-all. I'm sure the three of us will throw some picks in there, put it on a random generator, see what we get. Uh, the second week of every month will be our franchise uh, week. So the first uh, we're going to cover in chronological, in release order, not chronological order, in release order, um, the films of one franchise. And the franchise we are starting with, as you probably have seen by the title, is Saw. Uh, the third week of every month will be our I Want to Play a Game episode. Uh, those are going to be fun. And the fourth. <laughs> Did that not sound genuine? Whenever you say the word fun, it just sounds like it's coming from a robot. And it's. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. uh, um, in the fourth movie of every month, the fourth week, I should say, is uh, going to be a movie picked by. Oh, Kyle's getting a game and he's back. Getting the Saw game as my guess. Um, and the, okay. uh, the fourth week is going to be a movie based on our discord server. Uh, there's, uh, we're starting a whole new sweepstakes, sweepstakes, sweepstakes thing. Nailed it. Um, if, if Kyle wants to explain that, I'll let him explain that. Uh, but basically you can put a movie into an episode requests thread on our discord and you'll get an entry into our sweepstakes and 
So the fourth, the fourth week, Jesus Christ, is going to be basically one of the- with the quarterly contest. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of different ways that you could earn entries into the contest, but join our Discord. You can join via our Twitter bio. There's a link there. We're also on Disc Bot or Discord. Disc Board. Disc Board. Disc Board. Disc Board. And you can find us that way. Um, but we're giving away free shit. If you like free shit, uh, join the Discord. Have fun with us. There's a bunch of different ways that you can win. It all involves playing games, watching movies, participating in the Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, come check it out if you want. Can, not, can uh, mothers of co-hosts join the sweepstakes? Uh, or dude, is that a if conflict If your mom joins interest? the Discord, I will create a private channel just for us to send uh, dogs and cats to us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, what were you, Ian, what were you? No, okay. I All right. was just thinking. Cool. cool. But today, so like we said, we're doing franchises, and today we are starting with Saur. 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 Clear. Before we get into our conversation, uh, we are going to jump into some awfully handwritten Oh, wish me luck, boys. Saw is a 2004 horror film from the Aussie team comprised of director James Wan and writer Lee Winnell based on a story written by the two men. After film school, Wan and Winnell wanted to make a film, but due to having very little money, uh, they weren't sure what to do. With inspiration from the Blair Witch Project and Darren Aronofsky's Pie, an idea was born. Realizing the cheapest way to make a movie would be two actors in a single room, the plan started coming together. Wanell pitched a film about two men stuck in an elevator, followed by Juan pitching a film of two men chained up on opposite ends of the room with a dead body in the middle. Um, the character of Jigsaw wouldn't come until a few months later. Um, after months of the of stagnant writing process with the script, Wanell started suffering from awful migraines, which led him to think he had a brain tumor. So he went to a neurologist for an MRI, and that's when he thought, what if you were given the news you had a tumor and were going to die soon? How would you react? Right? I think that's fucking awesome. Uh... On a tight budget, in an even tighter time frame, principal photography took place in, get this, 18 days. Um, many of the cuts, freeze frames, and surveillance transitions that were added uh, to the film were actually only added post in post-production because they realized they didn't film all the pickup shots that they needed. Um, but this would work in their favor as uh, that would create the style that defined what gave Saul the experimental edge that fans fell in love with immediately. With a stacked cast and a surprising premiere at the Sundance Film Festival, uh, Saul would go on to bank over $100 million on a $1 million budget. And the 10-film, soon-to-be 11-film franchise would go on to break $1 billion. Can you imagine making $99 million <laughs> off your $1 million movie? That's fucking insane, oh, dude. Yeah. Good for them. But how do we feel about this instant classic? You should listen or die. The choice is yours. Oh. oh. I like that. I like that one. Not, not, not my best transition. All right, but... Al Pacino, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
Oh, 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 yes. I like that one. <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, okay. So I think uh, well, uh, we'll start with the, the the you know the usual the how do you watch it? Uh, if you don't own it, which I think we all do, um, would you add it to your collection? Uh, and instead of initial thoughts, I want you to tell me about the first initial thought you ever had for Saul the first time you watched it. If you can remember, if not, uh, just give me your, I guess, your thoughts on Saul. Ian, we'll start with you because you look the most confused. So I watched it. I have this ridiculously shitty Lionsgate uh, Blu-ray release, which is eight films, which at the time was all eight films. I hate how wavy the cover is and like how bulky it is and how it's in like a friggin set like that terrible but at the end of this year hopefully i will have something better to represent the saw series um and they're like double features and triple features i fucking hate this yeah i have the same one there's no special features on it yeah Mm -hmm. there's three movies on this one on this one disc Mm -hmm. yeah garbage stupid um but uh that being said this um it's weird uh this film is probably one of the more boring ones in terms of like traps in terms of like what the saw series has become this is definitely like one of the more boring ones but highly highly impressive for like the cost of the film um insanely impressive actually and i had a thought in the shower this morning as i usually do um what do you guys why do you guys think there is such controversy in um calling a sequel of a film better than the original film because in terms of the film space you don't really disrespect the original film in some kind of franchise unless it's like some exceptions like uh, Alien 2, Terminator 2, Godfather 3 or whatever. Um, other than those, like it's really like, sacrilegious. But in the video game space, it's usually the opposite. Like no one's favorite Call of Duty is Call of Duty 1. Like zero people probably have that as their favorite. Um, so why is that? Why is there such controversy for liking... Uh, another film in the franchise other than the first one. I don't think there's much controversy controversy anymore. Like I don't, I don't feel like that's a thing. I th- I feel like most people like sequels more than the original. I think where most people would probably have a problem with it is because um, sequels tend to maybe change the genre in which the first one kind of started. Um, for example, Alien was more horror. Aliens was more action. Uh, so they're expecting to, you know, get another entry in a like a horror series and it turns out to be a completely different genre. I could see people not liking it for that reason. Also, um, I think people hold nostalgia at a really high level for like the first films and where they were in their life and how they watched it. And it means a lot to them. So when they see a, a sequel, it just in their mind's eye doesn't hold up as well. But um, I don't feel like I hear anybody say that this like. I, I don't see any shaming anymore about liking sequels more than the original. I feel like it's actually the other way around. 
I am going to have to wholeheartedly disagree with you, Kyle, on that. Only, like, Ian, I had almost the same exact thought, but in a different way when I watched Scream 5. I felt bad for liking Scream 5 more than Scream 1. And uh, I, I, a long time ago, when it, when it first came out, I wrote an article on Horror Obsessive about it. And I got like some shitty messages from people telling me how, quote, how yeah, they said I was, uh, it was a fucking idiot. I'm not going to use the, the R word that they used uh, for saying that I like a requel more than the original. And I they, think another reason for that, though, is because you're very like public on on social media. I like I don't engage with any of those people. So like you make yourself very like you, you throw those, out your those opinions. Com- those very... were comments on the actual article. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying like you're in that space where like y- you are uh, introduced to a lot of people like that, whether or not it's like it's kind of out of your control. Mm, yeah. where I, I have more control over like who I'm talking to about my opinions. That's fair. So in your situation, I could totally understand that. Yeah. Um. But but also, if you think about it, Ian, you kind of said how a sequel, or may, or no, I think how you said it, how a sequel kind of might change up the 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 genre a little bit. Uh, I I think usually, like we saw in Scream Two, uh, the sequel always tries to be bigger, badder, and bloodier, which often means that there's less emphasis put on the story itself and more time and effort put into the 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 blood and guts more or less so i think to your point uh a lot of people associate a sequel with bigger badder worse and back to kyle's point i i I think i had this thought because the the godzilla thing um when there's almost 40 films in that fucking series like there's only a couple of them that have the same tone as the the original film which like has its meaning and it has its its purpose in this in this world and it's it's very strong it's a very strong uh, and uncomfortable film but um like the 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 35 plus other films take such an other different direction that like what am i supposed to think like it yeah, like they're I, all made for fun the the 35 other films are made for fun is it wrong for me to like one of those other films other than the original film no i I don't think it's wrong i just i think the in a lot of examples like the more a series goes on like a more like the more sequels that are made based on the original film property it starts to make it lose its like what's special about it because it doesn't hold the same concept anymore so it's it's like, what are we even here for anymore? Like, what are we doing here? Like, what, what are we it's here not, for? What are we here for? <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's wrong to like a sequel. I, dude, there's so many movies I like the sequel more than the original. Um, some of which would call me a fucking idiot for liking them, except from LA. But hundred <laughs> um, percent, right? Back so, so I mean, it's really it's it, just what you're into, man. It's what you're like. All right. Well, anyways, I like the sequels more than this one. Um, <laughs> that is my time. Kyle, how'd you watch it? Where'd you watch it? Uh, and if you can remember... Uh, I can remember. <laughs> okay. Damn. I can remember. Saw it in theaters. Uh, it was a big deal. Saw. 
in theaters. Um, yeah, this movie was huge, dude. This movie was a big deal. Um, I saw it in theaters. I was in high school. Uh, it was very talked about among all the kids in high school. We were all talking about the twist ending. It was a big deal. Uh, I liked it a lot more back then than I do now. Um, I don't feel like the movie's aged that great. I still think it's a good movie. I just don't think it's aged as well as I remember liking it back then. Um, I still think that the probably like the last quarter of this film is is what ramps it up to 11. Um, I just think there's a lot of problems with it, and that's not to like critique it. I know they were on a budget and stuff. Uh, One million dollars is not like super indie, but I, I uh, think for, that- for reference, Carrie always was paid two thousand seventy eight dollars with a one percent royalty on the back end. Ooh. Yeah. 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 No, that's crazy. But again, I'm going to critique the movie. So uh, it is what it is. And I think that there's a lot of problems with this movie. And I think that in my mind's eye, I saw this film to be a little bit more serious than it was. But now it's kind of like it's a little cheesy and it's a little cheesy in the shots and like um, the set designs and things like that. And I remember it being very like hardcore in my mind when I was a kid. Cause it was, I mean, back then, even for not being a kid, this was like a very like intense movie back in 2004. Uh, but I think to, by today's standards, it's very, it's kind of, it's kind of corny. And, uh, but I, I love the film. I own the film. I'm not a, I'm not a saw franchise guy. I'm, I'm not a saw lover. <laughs> I've only seen the first three films and the third one. I don't even remember. I saw the first three in theaters and then I fell off. I, I haven't seen a saw after that, but um, I do think this movie's important. I think it's special. Uh, I just don't think it's, it's great, but it's, it's definitely a good movie. And I own, I own the same pack that Ian has. So. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so I watched, Okay, so I own Saw 1 through 7 on individual DVDs. Um, I own the Saw collection that's 1 through 7. I own the Saw collection that's 1 through 8. The Saw collection that's 1 through 9. Um, I don't have Saw X yet. Uh, So I think I probably own four to five versions of each movie. Um, Nice. I've I've said it a thousand times before, and I'll say it a thousand times throughout the next ten, ten eleven, months. ten months. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I love this franchise. Uh, I everything about it for me is is prime. It captures a time period of mid two thousands filmmaking that I absolutely obsess over, and. Uh, I hate that this is going to be the second time I disagree with you on this episode, Kyle. Uh, I think this... We're probably going to disagree for the next 10 months, (laughs) if we're being honest. Um, (laughs) I Not only do I think that this movie is an example of prime filmmaking, um, I know people say you don't need to go to film school to make a film. I think this is a real example of the positive films, not the, the NYU student films. Um, I think this is a perfect example of how two film students can set out to make a film and make a goddamn banger of a movie. 
Um, so with that being said, uh, Kyle, you kind of alluded to it earlier. So a, a question that I kind of asked you guys to prepare for um, is, is there a movie that you can think of that was um, made out by critics, by audiences to be, or, or in your, in your memory, you think this movie is super bloody and, and super gory. And then you go watch it and you're like, Oh, this it's very tame. For me, that movie is human centipede. Um, that's a good one. The, the, it, it was made out to be this disgusting, huge blood shit fest. And then you watch it and it's like a decently well-made horror movie. It's not until you get to the second one where they just give up on trying to do anything. Um, so are there any movies like that for you guys? And you can say Saw. No, Saw is, I mean, I think this movie's pretty, I mean, it's not like, you know, in comparison to a lot of movies, it's not as brutal, but I th- I feel like for the time that it was in, it was kind of brutal, but. Um... One of the films for me uh, is Inside. Uh I know that's a movie that people praise for how much blood and gore it has, but it doesn't really have that much. And I was very surprised while watching that it didn't have, it like didn't go overboard. It wasn't like uh, an evil dead kind of amount of blood. You're right. Just, just a forced C-section. On exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people, like you have to look at it, not just from a violence perspective, but like a scenario perspective. Like, people can think that a movie is intense just from, like, a concept of what's happening. It doesn't have to visually play out. Um, for me, it's a Serbian film. Uh, I Like, I heard that movie was banned in countries, and it's, you know, it's one of the most intense movies that was ever made. And then when we covered it on the podcast, it's really just not. It's a lot of, like, softcore Showtime porn scenes. Like, I don't even think they hang dong in that movie. Like... Blue yeah, Eye Samurai do. hangs dong. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, like you, you see Dick in Serbian film. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't even remember it. But yeah, like I just feel like um it's it's just not as intense as it's made out to be. Um the violence is very uh it's very light. The concept is crazy with the like the the raping of like the child or the baby. Like that is intense. That's off screen, but that's intense. Um, aside from that though, aside from that like idea, like it really is just like a lot of like sexual imagery and sex isn't like, uh, shocking to me. So like, like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me in most countries. It doesn't, especially the, the European countries, which is why I'm surprised it's banned in most of them. But, um, a Serbian film is pretty, pretty like tame is the wrong word to use, but it's definitely not as extreme as people talk about in my opinion. Right, that's fair. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get back. To, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack us that much. I was just curious. Um, I mean, that was a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think <laughs> um, it was a good question, and you gave a very good answer. Um, so this this film is somewhat light on the gore, but we do get uh, besides the main trap, we get three traps. We get uh, um, Amanda's reverse bear trap. We get. Um, the uh sam i believe who's in the the barbed wire trap and then you get mike who's in the completely unbeatable safe trap yeah Uh, what is that bro 
so um, I will give you guys free reign to answer this. You can talk about it however you want, obviously. Um, we all know Jigsaw's motto is, not his motto, but everyone says his throughout the films, Jigsaw's never technically killed anyone. Uh, I just want, I'm just curious as your guys' thoughts on this, uh, because he puts people in scenarios where one person has to die most likely. Um, so just would looking at this film alone, not the rest of the films, just this film, do you feel that his, his motto in his life work, um, really makes any sense? No, it sucks that we haven't covered all the films yet so i can't ask the questions that i want to in regards to like spoilers um but no he's a fucking psycho bro and we'll get to a point where he's putting people through situations where it's like shot oh, they're carousel. just too into their job like what <laughs> what like the the cop who who gets sent through the i think it's like the third or fourth movie we're talking about, the first one, the yeah. talking about the first one. Talking about the first one. I know. It relates to this one. Like his motives are are dumb, bro. He he is one thousand percent just a villain. Like, and he kills he kills all these people. No one's gonna wander into a a trap like that without being put there. Do you think that this film is tongue in cheek with it? Because mind you, uh, this movie's post nine eleven. Even though. Juan and Winnell are Australian. The entire world was affected by 9-11. So there's there's that that anger and that nihilism behind this film. Um, but do you think that from the beginning they were trying to be a bit tongue-in-cheek about how Jigsaw's never technically killed anyone? You know, uh that could be to me an allusion to uh the idea of us giving guns to groups of insurgents who then end up using them on American soldiers. Um, things that have happened like that. I like the idea that's planted in these films that he doesn't actually kill people. Um, but I mean, when you like actually realize he does, but um, I do like that they implant that early on and like give you that, that kind of sense of like, is is uh john really a bad guy is he is he really like uh, a malicious kind of dude or is he just helping these people out i really like, curing them yeah on that note i really wish the character was written in a way where there was less of like moral ambiguity like i wish that there was a way for him to almost turn out to be the bad guy where you could relate to him a little bit more I think that would have made this film and the character Jigsaw way more effective um, when you really didn't know who to root for. But yeah, the, he puts the people in situations for... I mean, I, I'll say that like for the doctor, he was cheating on his wife. He was... Uh, well, he, he almost cheated on his wife. He put himself in the scenario. That's, how, that's cheating enough. But um, Wait until you find out what else he did. But like things like that, I could I could understand. This is gonna be a whole every movie we're gonna talk about the next four sauce. Uh, <laughs> um, but like I could see where they're where he's coming from. It's just it the the character kind of falls apart because the writing just wasn't there to make him like a strong villain. Like I don't think he's as strong as a villain as as he's made out to be. To me, 
I just yeah. You're talking about John, right? Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, doesn't that make him more of a villain that he's putting these people who almost cheat on their wives into death traps? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a villain, but um, I wish they wrote it in a way like like that was an outlier. Sorry that I was talking about, but I wish there was a way to make him more of like he stood by what he was really mm. doing gotcha. like his his whole goal his whole motivation is he, he he's kind of like a giant hypocrite in a lot of ways <laughs> like it just doesn't yeah 100 that's fair uh one of the big sellers i think of this film is the 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 shocking uh twist ending and obviously if you've seen the film you know what we're talking about uh, want to get your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, you you're the first. If you can remember, Ian, this might be hard for you. Um, if you can remember the first time you watched the film and your reaction to that, because anyone who says that they guessed that, I'm almost one hundred percent sure you're fucking lying. There's a lot of people that say that. Though. I know, and it's like, no, there's a lot of people, and I'm like, liar. you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> I was like, you're out of your mind, um, Kyle. I, I want to start with you on this. Um, what was your initial reaction to Jigsaw standing up? I fucking love it. I still love it. I still think it's the cl- it's the best part of the movie. It's it's it gives me chills every time I watch it. Like when the the it starts kicking in you're just like this is so fucking good dude this is so cool um no it's still effective the ending of this movie is still super effective and back then it was mind-blowing especially as like a kid Uh, i I thought it was the coolest thing ever and i'm not joking i i legitimately legitimately remember standing around in high school in our hangout spot where we used to hang out and we were all talking about the movie because we all saw it in kind of different friend groups but we all came together and we were talking about this movie we're like dude you have to see this movie and like the people that didn't see it we were trying not to spoil it and we're like just just fucking watch you gotta go watch it you gotta go watch it and uh yeah dude it was a cool time man it was a cool time this ending is great the twist is great um i love it i love it hell yeah i've seen this movie like a gazillion times um, so I do not remember the first time uh, I got the reveal, but I love rewatching it with friends and seeing their reactions when he stands up and the music is playing. It gets it. I literally have chills right now. It gets me so freaking hyped. That is is honestly one of the best reveals in uh in cinema. I fucking love it. And when he's like, "Game over," boom, slams the freaking dude. Everything about that is it's amazing. One of the best endings and i love how it uh you keep hearing is, is it lee or lay lay lee winnell i think lee adam I, I love how you keep hearing lee scream while the credits are rolling yes yeah yeah i love that oh my god i i can't raise my score any higher jesus christ um <laughs> yeah unfortunately yeah. you can't give it a six i'm sorry oh shit um okay so uh i think due to time we should probably get into our final thoughts what what time is it how long has it been 51 minutes holy shit i feel like we've been talking for like 10 minutes i know we've been talking for we we haven't even covered anything 30 minutes about this film oh my god okay there's final thoughts already i know it 
we can no, let's we keep can go I mean, with you go. We, we haven't talked about Morgan or not Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh wow, sorry. That's it's same time period. Same time period. But um, no. Uh, Danny Glover. Dan Danny Glover. Glover, Danny bro. Glover, you know he. Bro. Uh, uh, all you guys will have free reign to talk about whatever you want with him. The one thing I want to say is he shot all of his scenes in two days. I mean, yeah. It kind of uh, seemed like you phoned it in, honestly. But no, I, I don't care. care yeah, bro. it seemed like a phone in for sure. Detective Mike Harrigan in yeah. Saw, bro. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. I freaking yeah. love Danny Glover. He's no, I'm in it. I'm in it. One of my favorite cops of all time. Yeah, top five for sure. Um, does does a cab still mean him as well? Um, have you have you ever seen that meme? It's like, does a cab mean also f- fictional cop? So. I get they were on a budget. One of the things that it it doesn't detract from the movie for me, but I feel like every scene looks like it's in a warehouse. Even the like the housing, like the homes. See, uh, now now do you do you get what I my my gripe about Saw X? There's too many outside shots. Well, remember remember when I said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, no, no. I get that. Yeah, totally. Saw needs but, like, to be in a confined, grungy, dirty place, and the only outside shots are to be nighttime shots. Yeah, yeah, and I like you like uh, the doctor's house looks like it's in a warehouse. The parking lot, looks like it's in a warehouse. <laughs> like looks everything like he, looks like it's in a warehouse. Like a and, then, <laughs> and then Danny Glover's uh, apartment has like graffiti all inside, and I'm like, yeah. what is happening? And then. There's like a smoke machine yeah. in like his house. There's is it like the level of his house is covered in smoke? And I'm like, why? Why were they using smoke in this scene? It makes no sense. Um, there's like some weird shit like that that I'm just like, it's kind of corny. You're just going through so many packs a day, like it's insane. They they got a little like freestyle with the smoke machines, but um, yeah, I don't know. I will say every like most of the locations also make it look like a typical soap opera yes. around that time like yeah. it looks like a novella 1000%. One thing I did kind of notice though is Lee's house um what's his name in the movie? Adam. Uh, Adam. Yeah. So Adam's apartment and the stairs he walks up looks a lot like the scene location from The Punisher. The Thomas Jane Punisher. It looks like the same staircase and the same hallway that leads to his apartment complex. Back in 2004 as well. Yeah, you know, it, dude, it looks almost identical. Like I played a shot. I looked it up on YouTube, and it looks almost the same. The like I think they might have used the same location. The evidence that I have that makes it extremely plausible is the only set that they built was the bathroom set. Everything else was a set that was currently being used or was just used. I'm telling you, dude, it looks the dude, it looks the same as the Punisher staircase and hallway. But um yeah, I thought that was a cool little what if. Hashtag my Punisher. Hashtag from uh from the four traps that we see, uh, do you guys have a favorite one? Do you consider the escape room a trap? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean it's gotta be a reverse bear trap. Like that's it's a basic answer, but it's the best trap of this movie. I think the razor wire one is the most intense and extreme. Like, I would hate... That's the one... That the looks the easiest, one? does it not? No, that, I don't think that one's beatable. Every no. minor move would be excruciating. Every minor move. 
Like, have you ever gotten cut with, like, I jumped over a barbed wire fence once and on my way down, my thigh, or not my thigh, my, um, my shin, I guess, like the back of my shin got caught on calf. Thank you. My calf got caught on the razor wire. And as I jumped down, it caught in and pulled all the way up. I have like a huge scar on my leg from it. And it is the most excruciating pain ever. Like it cut my like leg, like it was butter, dude. So like any any movement would be like so intense. I don't know that that safe one is completely retarded. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, sorry Kyle, about dropping the hard R. I didn't mean like that. Kyle. Um, I want you to over the next few films. I want you to keep the barbed wire trap in mind for a specific reason. I don't want you to forget it because we're gonna we're gonna have a follow up question for you on that. Um, but I I would agree. I think that um brutality wise the the barbed wire trap is dead but that that say the safe trap just doesn't make any sense no. the only the only way it would make sense is if like certain certain numbers were underlined or repeated like we didn't get a, like a yeah. good look to see mm-hmm. if the numbers were, were like constantly repeating so like maybe it was easier than like we thought it was because it just looks like a bunch of numbers but the, the safe combo was probably put in like multiple spots so like i don't know but yeah it's kind of a weak one maybe it was like bricks and they were there were like four numbers on a brick or something mm-hmm. i i don't know that one, that one is literally a broken trap yeah it, we'll come back to that later Saw seven after Get away i know after after saw five though that we could raise that question i have a feeling Going back, this is going to be so annoying. Oh, no, 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 no. I have a feeling going back to Ian's great question that he asked about the sequelizations of stuff in the beginning. That I just have a feeling that there's going to be one of these saws that is just so ridiculous, and I'm going to like it more than the first saw. 100%. I have a feeling because I just there's certain ridiculousness shit that just gets me. There's like Escape from LA is like that for me. Where it's just so, it, it was such a, a vibe and such a vision that, like, I just love it. And I feel like Saw might be that for me in certain sequels. Maybe not, but I we'll think I think that's going to be Saw 4 for you. You think 4? I think 4. That's the one with the cop. I, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm thinking like, Saw 7 or 8. No, I, I'm only referring to in the original seven films. Oh, is oh okay. I'd say seven then. Really, that one's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. The, the beginning trap. Come on. But back to Saw One. Back to Saw One. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll rein it in. We're going to fast forward eight months from now to when we can talk about all these. This is on my backlog, actually. The Saw video game. And so I'm going to finish Far Cry 5, and this takes place in bes- in between Saw 2 and 3. So I think that by the time I finish Far Cry 5, it'll fit perfect in with us watching Saw 2 and 3 next month. Yeah. And so I'm going to start this and finish this 100% it, uh, next month after Saw 2. That's so a fun that's, game. That'll be exciting. Uh, should we jump into final thoughts now? Is, is there anything else you guys want to bring up? think so all right well before we jump into our final thoughts and ratings uh we are going to take 
the official ruminations of Red Rum, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network, sponsored Thick Piss Break. You've seen Twin Peaks all the way through, but all you have are spoiler-free discussions? At Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, no information is classified and nothing beats the listening sensation when production history collides with deep theory. Put the coffee on. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that lovely sponsor from the other great shows on the Ruminations Radio Network. Um, all right, so uh, Ian, let's start with you. I'm going to get my, cal- my calculator out. Um, Ian, final thoughts and rating. I, though I think this is one of the slower ones, it kind of looks like a soap opera. It's uh, got a lot of flaws. For $1 million and two dudes that I love, um, this, is, this is a very impressive film. And I think, uh, though it's not my favorite, I still got to pay my respects to the OG. I think that's something you got to do, right? Uh, I'm going to give it uh, four stars and a heart. Four and a heart. For the OG. Speaking of OGs, Kyle. You're old as fuck. I'm vintage. I'm not old. Um, but uh, yeah, this movie is it's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Um, I like it. Uh, I do have nostalgia for it. I just don't think it's a great film. Um, I'm not a Saw fan. Uh, I mean, I like Saw. I like the first movie. I think this film's great, but it's just, it's just, it hasn't aged well. Uh. Jigsaw running around with a rocky fucking hood on, looking like Ezio from Assassin's Creed with a hidden blade that he cuts people's throats with. I don't know. It's just cheesy. And I just wish they committed to, like, the overall... Thank you. I just wish they committed to the overall, like, um, idea of him more. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's a little... It's cool. Three and a half and a heart for Saw. I'm just doing the math real quick. Uh, saw, love it. Started it, started it all. Uh, it's what I had liked horror movies before, but this really kicked up my interest in the horror genre. Uh, hands down, my favorite horror franchise of all time. It, this movie's a banger. I think that it still holds up perfectly well. Um, and kind of like Ian said, you have to. I, I have to pay my respects to this movie because uh, it made independent horror marketable, I think, um, in a way that hadn't really been done before. So I'm going to give it a five <clears throat> with a heart, which brings the total score to a 4.16 repeating, which rounds down to a four, but still with a heart. I think that's fair. I think that is fair. Uh. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the the rules for what's in the box. Um, but it is now time for not only America, but the world's greatest game show. Ian, did you remove the? Hmm? I didn't remove. Oh, it. oh, there's the pins. Sorry, this dude. This new Discord layout is so fucking awful. <clears throat> yeah, I hate it. especially yeah. on the phone. I think it's terrible. Oh my god, it's. Jesus Christ, but it is what's in the box. 
the game where my co-host must guess the letterboxed average rating based on me reading the letterbox description of the film. If they guess within 0.3 of the average rating, they will, they will be awarded a point. A secondary point is also possible if they are able to guess the decade. From there, a third and final point will be possible if they get the decade correct to guess the year. Gentlemen, are you ready? See whatever. I should have said, do you want to play a game? Yeah. Jim! That's the doll. Oh, that's almost worse. Can we go back? In the House of Wax. <laughs> that's <laughs> almost worse than the House of Wax. That's like up there, dude. Okay, Holy um, shit. Mitch, if 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 no, you hear this. No, 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 no. Why why do you no. not let me do anything? <laughs> <laughs> you have ten more months to get it right, Brendan. It's true. Although I am doing Saw 2, so you'll have nine other months. Oh, dang. Let's right. go. Number one. Are we ready? Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A team from the intergalactic fast food chain, Crumbs Crunchy Delights, descends on Earth, planning to make human flesh the newest taste sensation. After they wipe out the New Zealand town, Kahoro, uh, the country's Astro Investigation and Defense Service, AIDS, um, is called <laughs> is called it to deal with the problem. Uh, these are complicated due to Giles, an aid worker who comes to Kaihoro the same day to collect change from the residents. He's captured by aliens and AIDS stages a rescue mission that quickly becomes an all-out assault on the aliens' headquarters. I didn't read that before. The Street Fighter character Guile comes to like an album. Um, New Zealand films don't do great i'm gonna go 2.6 and you're gonna say that 2. 2.8 2.4 2.8 2.8 you are both incorrect guess mm. the decade what's the score oh 90s. uh 3.3 sorry 90s damn 2000s you are both incorrect again. It is 1987's Bad Taste, directed such an obvious by Peter film. Jackson. Peter Jackson, damn. If Number only two, 1987. Was that his first movie? Um, might have been. 1987, Maybe? weird time. Uh, tagline for number two. <laughs> <laughs> The party begins. I wasn't born yet. I don't know when the lights go. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because you weren't here yet. I, I, I weren't here. I, I weren't here. <laughs> I wasn't here yet. Uh, Courtney, the younger sister of Valerie, and her friends go to their condo for a weekend getaway. But Courtney can't get rid of the haunting feeling that a supernatural rockabilly drill killer is coming to murder them all. I'm gonna need you to do all of these in an Australian accent. Cal, Cal no. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> The, um, Here, I'll, tell you, go... I'll tell you the movie. You look it up and read it. Go two point eight. Can you read it again? Yeah, in an Australian accent. Courtney, the younger sister of Valerie. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Just read it. Just read it normal, please. Courtney, the younger. Thank you, Courtney, the younger sister of Valerie, and her friends go to their condo for a weekend getaway. But Courtney can't get rid of the haunting feeling that a supernatural rockabilly driller killer is coming to murder them all. Oh. I can't believe you weren't feeling it with that Courtney. Um, 3.1. So, Ian, you said... I said 2.8. Kyle said 2.1. You both get... No, 3.1. I said 3.1. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Um, okay. 
you both get a point. It is 2.9. Oh. Guess the decade. Or nor 2000s. Oh, it could be the remake, yeah. Yeah. I think it is the remake, actually. But yeah, I'll stick with 80s. Kyle gets another point. Guess the year. 1985. So close. It is 1987's Slumber Party Massacre 2. Two. Two. The All sequel. right. Number three. Are we ready? See whatever. Tagline. Stop on by and give Afterlife a try. Wealthy slacker college student Mark, his new girlfriend Sarah, and their friends are invited to a special showing at a mysterious wax museum which displays 18 of the most evil men of all time. After his ex-girlfriend and another friend disappear, Mark becomes suspicious. Two point five. 2.7. You are both incorrect. It's surprisingly a 3.1. Guess the decade. Wow. Mm-hmm. 80s? I was going to say 90s, but I'll stick with 80s. 2000s. Could be 80s or 2000s, you know? Kyle, you get another point. All right, so it's just 80s music. <laughs> Guess the year. 1987. <laughs> it is 1988's Waxwork. <laughs> All right, the final one. Ian, if you run the gambit on this, I'll give you the win because you're very Hell much yeah. behind. X-Men style. Uh, I like it. Uh, the Saw is Family. Two college students driving coast to coast are lured off the main highway and onto a deserted Texas road. Here they are stalked by a menacing Leatherface and his demented family, a bizarre cannibalistic clan with blood on their hands and a feast on their minds. The students' only chance to escape is a survivalist with enough firepower to blast Leatherface and the rest of the family off the grisly predators to hell. A depraved shocker of intense terror from the gruesome beginning to the bloody finish. Give me hmm, 2.5. Kyle getting another point. It is a 2.3. Guess the decade. 80s. 1989. You are both incorrect. It is the 1990s. I pulled one on you. The nineteen ninety film Leatherface The Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Gotcha. Sick. What a fast one. (laughs) I'm on the board as the first winner of the year. How do you feel, Ian? Why why are you asking the loser how he feels? How how do you feel about it? (laughs) Feel pretty shitty, not gonna lie. (laughs) Well, that being said, this has been Another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do of the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. Um, You'll have other chances. If you, uh, if you like what we're doing here, uh, please uh, give us uh, a rating. 
on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. We're desperately trying to hit 100 ratings slash reviews. Uh, last time I checked, we were like 30-something away. Uh, if we could get there this year, that'd be great. Uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Letterboxd. Our Twitter is of Red Rum. That is O-F Red Rum. Uh, maybe one day, if enough of you follow us, we will show whole over there. That being said, I have been your host, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic. And with us, as always, he's spooky, he's scary, surprisingly not hairy. It is... <laughs> Fucking Dr. Seuss over here. <laughs> actually, I, I was yeah. going for the Adams family. <laughs> I'm actually like a Wookiee in my Italian, with my Italian blood. Except, um, uh, except with on his face. Except... Uh, like the upper half of my body, which where, is where people can see. Yeah. Um, but I do have pretty hairy um, you do. arms. I guess you can't really see it too well, but um, my legs for sure are like Sasquatch like. So, and my bum. Great way to go out. You want to say anything to Michael or are you leaving him in 2023? I don't care about Michael anymore. Wow. Do you think Michael would I'm like hopping on the loo train, baby. Sorry. What did you say? I said, do you think Michael would like Saul? <sighs> I don't know anymore. You don't. Know. What the fuck do you have against Michael now? <laughs> anyway. And uh... also with us, <laughs> the man with the plan. He's not wearing a slick back, but he still does drive a slick black Cadillac. He writes with a number two pencil, and he will always be number one in our hearts. Always, huh? With a K. Never say, never say always. Um, <clears throat> 2024, let's go. Very excited. Um, can't wait to watch all the Saw films. Uh, looking very much forward to that. And uh, go smoke yourself. Stay spooky, folks. Stay spooky, folks.